welcome in ladies and gentlemen let's get started so i have been wondering since last episode what sci-fi audiences actually want to see i and many others spend plenty of time talking about sci-fi shows and films critiquing them as well as we can and imagining how things could have been done better if they could have been done better at all um, if something isn't that great or, or if we want to praise that something um, I mean because we, we don't just you know bitch and moan <laughs> we like talking about things that we enjoy uh, quite a lot more than we like being upset now, personally, when it comes to any genre, not just science fiction, uh, I always lean towards anything with a good story, no matter what. Uh, it, it, it could be any genre or style. Like I said, it, it could be anime, like Gundam Wing or Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, it could be a cartoon, like uh, how there are cartoons in Love, Death, and Robots series, uh, or After The Last Airbender. Uh, it, it could be black and white, like The Twilight Zone. You get the picture. As long as there's a substantive story out there. Which is oddly debated today on what exactly goes into a story of any substance and how that substance is measured but th this leads into the question of what do sci-fi going audiences actually want to watch? What do they want out of their s stories, right? Their, their shows, their movies, their shorts. I mean, we, we could go into books, comic books, graphic novels, but, but just for now, shows and movies. Uh, be, because there are quite a there's there's a good difference uh, between all the other mediums but are there some general aspects or tropes um, commonalities that are desired from general audiences um, or interests I, I mean are, are they a collective or are they so spread out that we can't really nail down an exact answer well we can look in a few places to try and parse that together uh, firstly I did some quick polling on discord asking some of those same questions and I got a few answers that ranged from of course being ve very silly to cogent and serious <laughs> um, I'll, I'll let you decide for yourself which is which but basically what we got from our polling when asked what we as an audience want to see out of science fiction shows and movies is as follows <clears throat> laser swords <laughs> you know I mean yeah of, of course we want laser swords. I mean, from Star Wars to Spaceballs, whatever other franchises have laser swords, those do. 
Uh, we want to see humanity being challenged by the unknown. It's a real staple of cosmic horrors that aren't too common nowadays, uh, like the Lovecraftian works. And uh, I, I thought we were going to get into that with Lovecraft Country, but we sadly did not. It's a good show, but it had absolutely nothing to do with the work of H.P. Lovecraft, and it made me incredibly sad. Um, now, an argument can kind of be made for Jordan Peele's work with uh, his movies, Get Out, Nope, and Us. Um, even though they... You know, you do eventually figure out what's going on in the end, and it could just kind of fits snugly into a horror category so it's not so much that the characters in those movies are dealing with the unknown i mean it's they they are at first they have no idea what's going on but but uh they do figure it uh figure it out they combat it they're able to you know get away and and um we don't have the the big bads winning at the end of the day with cosmic horror uh there's nothing we can do <laughs> there's absolutely nothing we can do we, they, cthulhu is going to win every time uh haster the yellow king is going to turn us inside out and wear us for a glove like and we'll still be alive <laughs> I, I mean yeah so the unknown uh, we we want to be challenged by it. Uh, was that answer? Third one was highly intelligent and self-aware mayonnaise. Yeah, and like I said, some of these are really silly. <laughs> However, uh, there is a Doctor Who episode where this kind of happens because people's fat congeals in. Uh, gains sentience and kind of pops off their body in the middle of the night when they're asleep. Uh, they're, they're called the adipose and they just kind of walk away and yeah, it, it's it's a it's alien conspiracy. It's an alien plot to harvest all of these people's fat cells, but I mean, still it's, it's pretty close. Uh, someone said a show or movie using jargon correctly. And this person actually specified the classic example from Star Wars, where Han Solo says he made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. And this is controversial because Han is talking about parsecs as if they uh, are a measurement of time rather than distance. Although Star Wars fans argue that the Kessel Run is basically just figuring out a route to and from the mining moons of Kessel through a maelstrom of storms in space and around the Maw cluster. It's a, the Maw is a collection of black holes that made space around them incredibly unstable and difficult to navigate through. So how it is explained is that the Kessel Run is more of a challenge to get through um, it's 
it's difficult to navigate space and there's imperial security forces and patrols and checkpoints trying to catch these smugglers and pirates that make the run um, and it's it's that rather than an actual route on a uh, hyperspace map let's say and the last notable answer to what audiences want to see in science fiction shows or movies space waifus <laughs> yeah it, it, hot chicks in space because it, who doesn't want attractive space aliens running around in our movies and such yeah, it's the best right <laughs> but seriously um, there is something to be said for adding a general sex appeal to your stories to draw in as many attentions from a person as possible. And this was really played up in the 70s and the 80s with a ton of really cheesy and awful, just, I, they were straight to Betamax or Showtime Channel uh, sci-fi movies. And they had all these hot chicks and skimpy clothing and very dangerous situations where there's like, werewolves or robots or uh, you know th there's I, I think one of them is um, like human slaves in outer space or something but yeah it, it just stroll through Google or Amazon Prime where a lot of those movies kind of live and you will realize just how many there are and it's incredible that this many were made <laughs> yeah so that's the that was uh, the answers that we got from that discord polling but another thing that we can look to for answers to what we want to see in our movies and shows is pretty simple it, it, just look at what's popular look at the most popular sci-fi uh, franchises that we've had uh, the and this is from the internet, so you know it's right, right? Um, Terminator, Alien, The Matrix, Star Trek, Planet of the Apes, Star Wars, Back to the Future, Twilight Zone, Lost in Space, Battlestar Galactica. The list goes on, right? So, what can we glean from all of these franchises? What are some commonalities found in each of them? Because it can be inferred that those are the things constantly pulling us in and enthralling us to eternal fandom. If you went and saw the Terminator movies, chances are you're going to go see the Back to the Future movies. Right? If you watched Battlestar Galactica, either the uh, original version of the reboot it's more than likely that you're a fan of Star Trek or Stargate something along those lines Warehouse 13 uh, Eureka, Sanctuary any of those straight to sci-fi channel shows there's I, I mean you just are usually <laughs> um, but it's not something that people think on too often um, they just 
kind of roll with the assumption. But I think the chief common denominators found in each of these franchises are that they have action, comedy, and thrills that are based in pseudoscience. Right? Um, it's, it's this kind of we're going to shoot first and explain on the way kind of deal. Um, and we're going to leave a ton to the imagination uh, along the way. Um, there, there are a small amount of essential, uh, intriguing characters at first, and we meet more gradually along the way that kind of fit into the story. Uh, there's usually one or two that are super sympathetic, or there's there's this secretly dastardly villain that's intent on betrayal uh, and uh, one of those two is going to die <laughs> somewhere um, we have really good and memorable sound scores and those things kind of generally define all of those franchises mentioned earlier and when, with most of these uh, there are incredibly memorable lines of dialogue like I'll be back or get your paws off me you damn dirty apes or how about the force will be with you or so say we all each franchise has some kind of phrase or a moment or a line of dialogue that it, they just stick with audiences for one reason or another and the storylines themselves are usually not that complicated also um, there's an evil empire and the main bad guys your dad got it <laughs> um, there's a race of evil robots intent on human destruction and you have to outwit and beat them in order to save the human race. Okay. Uh, actually, that one covers a surprising amount of these franchises. <laughs> the, the race of evil, evil robots. Um, you know, it's either one of those or someone futzed with the timeline uh, and did some kind of wonky time travel irresponsibly or there's some kind of demon or alien shenanigans going on. So, what do we like? I think it can be boiled down to keeping storylines simple at first, and then ladling more and more layers to the story, without overwhelming. Uh, don't do too much too quickly. And there's no huge exposition dumps uh, unless something really cool is also happening at the same time right? like a robot invasion or a spaceship battle uh, then it kind of becomes Shakespearean uh, be because the most important thing becomes the dialogue not necessarily what's happening because the dialogue is going to highlight whatever is happening right uh, if we have that and and then there's bad guys that are super cool and memorable I think the movie or show will work out beautifully 
and the villains are a big part for me. I, I've always loved the villains in sci-fi. They're, they're my absolute favorite. And it's kind of transitioned uh, to me liking villains and basically everything else. They're always so cool. Uh, but yeah, more aesthetic interests and choices can be made on behalf of the audience as to what they like. But I, I mean, ask any sci-fi fan if they like one of the big stars, be it war, trek, gate, ship troopers. They're going to say yes to at least two of those. Um, but we can all circle back to what draws us into science fiction badassery in the first place. Easy to follow storylines, memorable and menacing villains, good stories that make sense. And sure, there's going to be plot holes or, you know, what if scenarios that pop up all over the place. And you can easily criticize anything to death these days. But the best in the biz will be able to make it through all of the annals of scrutiny with the least amount of damage done are the most beloved. That's why we have Star Wars and Star Trek conventions. Why franchises like Terminator or Matrix or Alien, they never seem to die. They're always getting additions and reboots and spin-offs. Because put simply, these shows and movies are what defined an era of kick-ass sci-fi for generations, even still to this day. And yeah, that is all I have for today, guys. Thank you so much for popping back in. But for now, live long and prosper, my friends, and may the Force be with us all. <laughs>